So tonight we're beginning a new series looking at the, Paul's letter to the Colossians. And uh, before we read the first few verses together, I'd like to introduce the letter. I'd like us to have an understanding of its original context and an understanding of why I've chosen it for us to study over the next few months. In AD 60, the church was under attack. A prime example of this was that Paul wrote this letter from prison. By announcing King Jesus to the world, he had upset the powers that be, and the result was physical persecution. But the church was also under attack in other ways too. While he was in prison, Paul heard about a young church, not more than five years old, going through a really tough time. It was the church in Colossae. His friend, Epaphras, whom God had previously converted through Paul's ministry and whom had gone on to plant this church, had raced to Paul's place of imprisonment to seek his help. Just think about that for a moment. Visiting a man in prison for his faith to talk to him about his faith. Clearly, Epaphras was putting himself in danger here. He could have been arrested too. But the situation in Colossae was so urgent desperate measures were required. So what was going on in Colossae? Well, this church was not under physical attack as such, more a psychological one. Visitors had turned up at the church with a new deceptive philosophy, a philosophy designed to undermine the gospel and leave the Christians there in great fear, fear about life and death. 2,000 years later, the exact philosophy that caused such damage in Colossae remains unclear, but the nature of it is not. The young Christians of the day were being told that believing in Christ was not enough. Alongside their faith, they needed to follow strict ceremonial laws. Laws such as circumcision, eating the right food, touching the right things. Alongside their worship of God, they needed to worship angels as well. Alongside their prayer, they needed to beat their bodies to make them pure. In all these ways, faith in Christ was not enough. If they did not do these additional things as well, then their salvation and life beyond death was in doubt. Now clearly these teachers who were teaching this philosophy were great communicators. Many young Christians were beginning to doubt. Some were being won over entirely and leaving the church as a result. Things were so bad the whole future of the church was now in question. So as I said, in AD 60, the church was under attack. In parts this was physical persecution. In other places it was a all sorts of false teaching influenced by the spirit of the age. A whole collection of ideas and fashionable ideologies coming together to undermine the truth of scripture. Now when Paul heard this news, despite being in a whole heap of trouble himself, he immediately recognised the danger. And although he'd never met the Colossian believers himself, his heart broke for them. As a result, he did the one thing he could do from his place of imprisonment. He fired off a letter, a letter full of passionate instruction and encouragement to try and help them. The letter of Colossians is quite dense. It has many parts to it. 
but the overall message is crystal clear. At a time when the gospel was being undermined, Paul wanted the young Christians to recognise the fullness of Christ for all their needs. In Jesus, you find full salvation and power over evil. In Jesus, you find full hope for the future and the truth to hold on to. In Jesus, you find the fullness of God. In short, people of Colossae, if you hold on to Jesus through these challenging times, you will discover fullness of life. Now, we do not live in AD 60, but in some respects, little has changed. There is still physical persecution experienced by many of our brothers and sisters around the world. And here in the UK, we definitely know what it is to be under attack from deceptive philosophies and intellectual fashions that come together to undermine our trust in scripture. I think of the continued rise of atheism. I think of the plethora of new age spirituality that people practice and collect like charms on a bracelet. I think of the pressure to keep up with the values of the day, some of which might not be biblical ones. And on top of all this, there is real fear for the future. In 2022, there's barely been a day without pandemics or the climate crisis or uh, imminent nuclear catastrophe filling our news screens. Sadly, the reality is that these pressures are beginning to take their toll. In many parts of the West, the church is shrinking. People are walking away from the faith. And that makes those of us who are left doubt all the more. So I think we need to hear the same message that the Colossians did in AD 60. We need to hear the same encouragement and reassurance. We too need to set our eyes on the fullness of Jesus. To know deep down that in Christ we have all that we need. So that is what Colossians is about. And that is why we're going to be studying it right up to Advent. And it's now time for us to begin. In Colossians 1 verses 1 to 14, Paul sets out the vision that we need to hold on to.